I, I still remember uh, when you came in. Yep. And uh, it's it's still to this day. I tell people my favorite demo lesson of all time. You come yep. in and you colonize the classroom. Yep. And uh, students are going just doing it. You know, they're like, okay, I guess I guess you're gonna take our books away. <laughs> I guess you're gonna take our backpacks. You're gonna take our seats now. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I just taught you about colonialism. <laughs> and, 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 Welcome to the Whole Student Podcast with Cal Balavet. Whole Student refers to the magical moment when a student is fully seen, heard, and known. This is the spark of a relationship between student and teacher, where the former is catalyzed on a journey beyond what they thought possible, and the latter is a proud advisor cheering from the sidelines. The Whole Student Podcast asks guests to reflect back to their moment, to the person who became a transformative teacher in their lives, and on the journey they were set upon our guest today is Mark Lukacs. Mark is a gifted educator and author of the internationally best-selling book, My Lovely Wife in the Psych Ward. He's currently the ninth grade dean at the Bay Area Independent School, where he also teaches history. His book is a heart-wrenching yet hopeful memoir of a young marriage that is redefined by mental illness and affirms the power of love. It is my great pleasure to welcome my brother, Mark, to the whole student podcast. Mark. Cal, so good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for being here, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I appreciate being here. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to start you off with the first question. Okay. Which is taking you back, uh -huh. taking everyone back on a journey when you were a student. What words would you use to describe yourself when you were a student? Well, I think probably the best word is, is a word that was never labeled with me mm. when I was a student, mm. but that is ADHD. <laughs> because I was jumping out of my seat yeah. constantly. Yeah super eager to always be volunteering information. Yeah. I, I never fully was diagnosed, but I am pretty certain <laughs> that I have a lot of energy. I need to be moving. Mm. And I actually, I, I mean, the reason I've continued as an educator yeah. is because I love school. Yeah, I love being in school since I was a kid up until today when I still go to school wow. every day. Yeah. Wow. Was there a moment when you were a student that you felt seen or heard or truly known? Yeah, I mean, I feel really fortunate that I went to some pretty incredible schools. Yeah. Uh, the greatest school that I went to, the one that sort of became the hallmark for our family. Yeah. When I was in third, second grade, we moved to Tokyo, Japan. Wow. And we went to an international school there. Mm -hmm. And before this, I had been in big public schools, good public schools, yeah. but big, easier to sort of like get lost in the crowd. Right, right. And at this school, my second grade teacher, Miss Matthews, was really dialed into us made us feel like the learning was ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was really pivotal to me, truly falling in love with the educational yeah. institution and wanting to be there more, you know? Yeah. So that to me was probably the first moment, but I also feel fortunate that I feel like I had a lot of great teachers along the way. Yeah. And I feel, um, I mean, I, I'm a loud person. Mm. I kind of made sure my voice was heard. <laughs> and so I feel like I, I was fortunate to come across a lot of teachers yeah. who nurtured that. Was Miss Matthews that person for you? Or is there another teacher that rises to the surface as that transformative teacher, the one that you really connected with, the one that helped put you on your journey? Huh. It's so hard to say because yeah. that's that would I would say that's my elementary school version. Okay. I'd say my high school version mm -hmm. is is a yin and a yang of two people. Okay. Both in ninth grade. Okay. One was my bio teacher, who was the most terrifying human being I've ever met <laughs> in school. And everyone was scared of her and I, I worshiped her. I okay. thought she was amazing. She really held a firm line and I yeah. needed that. Yeah. And then the other was my English teacher mm -hmm. 
who was the real soft, touchy feely yeah. kind of guy gave super flexible. Yeah. And so the having both of those yeah. in different disciplines, yeah. I feel like I, I really get appreciated those two styles of teaching yeah, and nurturing. Yeah. And so in my mind, you kind of like put them together and those are the two collective teachers right. who really changed the game for me. Okay. And what are the names? Uh, Mrs. Pomeroy, Pomeroy. Uh, was my, uh, <laughs> was my bio teacher and Mr. Okay. Consiglio, Mr. C Consiglio. was C. the, uh, the, the lit teacher. Okay. Fair yeah. Yeah. Are you staying in touch with them? You know, so Mrs. Palmer, I, I'm from Delaware. That's okay. where I grew up. Yeah. That's where I went to high school. Yeah. And I go to this little beach town in the summers. I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. And Mrs. Palmer, also goes to the same beach oh, really? town. And as it turns out, we used to go sit on the beach about 200 yards apart. Yeah. My family would be there and her family would be closed <laughs> down. Is that because she's still terrifying? No, no. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I would see her and in the summer she'd be all friendly. Yeah, and, yeah. And then we'd go back to school and like sort of pretend we didn't yeah, have that right, off-campus right. interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all business at school. Um, but to be honest, no, I, I haven't otherwise kept in touch with oh, them because wow. my family moved away from Delaware. Wow. And unfortunately, I haven't had a ton of connection there. Well, if you could talk to them now, I hope they listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. What would you tell Ms. Pomeroy? And just to consider I, well, I first obviously would say thank you, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they instilled in me. I feel like I still remember like how mitochondrial cells work. Oh my God. Because of something I learned wow. 20 plus years wow. ago, right? Wow. Because it was, you had to know it. <laughs> you had to know it. And so even yeah. just like appreciation of mastery, mm. but also that's from Mrs. Pomeroy. And then from Mr. C, I'd say appreciation of everyone's unique mm. learning path. Mm. I'd say that as a teacher myself, I tend to be more like Mr. Consiglio. Right. I tend to really individualize the learning experience for students, yeah. try to meet them more the where, where they are. Right. And probably I'm, I'm maybe too permissive sometimes, okay, just like okay. he was probably a little yeah, too sure. permissive sometimes too. Sure. Um, but to both of them, it's like a major, major thank you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, wow. So you're a ninth grade dean now. Yep. You're teaching the ninth grade. Yep. Do you channel some of that, some of their teachings? I think so. I, yeah. I think that, I think what I learned from Mrs. Pomeroy is that boundaries are important mm -hmm. and firmness is important. Yeah, yeah. And kids are trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, mm -hmm. what they should and shouldn't do. Okay. And I think to have a clear line drawn yeah, yeah, yeah. can be really helpful. And Mrs. Pomeroy was clear about drawing those lines. And so I, when I'm in, in my ninth grade Dean role right. and having more, maybe student behavior, disciplinary issues that I right. need to deal with. I tend to, I feel like she's empowered me to be more confident drawing the line and saying, this is good for students right. to have a clear vision of this we do and this we don't do. Wow. Right? Yeah. So that's probably how I channel her. Well, you wear multiple hats and, you, and I you're, do. Yeah. you're a phenomenal writer. Thank you. And so, someone put you on that path too. Yeah. So who was that person? Okay, great question. Yeah. So this was my 10th grade teacher, Mr. Jordan. Okay. And he was the first one to ever give me a C. He's actually the only C I've ever been. <laughs> oh my given. God. And it was my first rank assignment. I was you, like, hold on, hold on. Did you get a late paper? No, no, it was just not good. Oh, wow. According to him, it just wasn't that good. Wow. And it really challenged me. And I was like, what's wrong about it? You know, yeah, okay. I need to make this better. Okay. And um, I think he was the first, that was the first time where I learned I can write not just to a formula. Right, right, right. But within the parameters of a formula, like an mm. analytical essay, still be quite personal, you know? Yeah. And so then when I got to college, I would often write these, you know, I, I was a history major, lit minor. I was mm -hmm. writing papers all the time. 
And I sort of channeled what I learned from Mr. Jordan. And I would write these really long footnotes <laughs> that were mostly just like inside conversations between me and the professor. Oh, wow. And I don't know if they ever read them, but it was kind of my chance to huh. instill a little creativity yeah. into research type writing. I see. You know? And I think it was there that I found kind of like this. I kind of mm-hmm. like writing. It's, yeah. a, it's a good way for me to get my feelings out and to process the world yeah. as it's unfolding around me. Now, do do students do that now? Do they pull a, are you Mr. Jordan to them? I don't know. I mean, I well, I used to teach history. I've yeah. actually, in the last two years, shifted to a different, I teach like a health and wellness and social yeah, justice yeah, class. Yeah. And so we don't do as much writing. Yeah. But when I taught history, I could I could still tell you probably today, mm-hmm. students who have, maybe they wrote their ninth grade history paper six years ago. I could look at the student, I could tell them what they wrote their paper about. Mm. Because I was so invested in what the writing process was for them. Right. Because I, I really do feel like the ability to write and write clearly right. and write well is such right. a powerful tool. Right, right. Right? I mean, we, we're, we, we communicate so much through writing. That's right. All the time. That's right. And so we need to be able to write professionally, informally, but most of all, authentically. What was Mr. Jordan's reaction to your book? You know, I, I don't know, actually. So my school found out that my book was out. Uh-huh. And they did a magazine article about me, like okay. in their school magazine. Yeah. And that was really cool because I heard from some other teachers that were more on the periphery of my experience. Right, right. But Mr. Jordan, he was a longtime teacher at this school. Mm-hmm. He retired. And so I haven't, I didn't hear directly from got him. It, but I did mention him in that interview yeah. how like that experience really was for me a wake up call about yeah. I need to become a better writer because I want to be able to communicate right. in this way. Wow. Mark. Yeah. Now, I also have to say, I've left out an important category of teachers. Okay, fair. Okay? And I know I could say this to you. Yeah. um, Religious teachers. Yeah, yeah. I went to a Catholic high school, Mm -hmm. and there were priests on campus. Mm. And I had an incredibly close relationship with a priest who ended up being the guy who married my, he facilitated my wife and I met at our wedding. And I'd say he was, although I only had him for one semester Mm -hmm. teaching me government, he was the biggest influence in terms of shaping me as like a whole child. Wow. Right. And knowing that this is the whole student. That's whole student. I feel like it was an amazing relationship that happened almost entirely That's outside amazing, the classroom. Man. Right. That's amazing work. Yeah. 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 Well, a question I have is uh-huh. uh, I always ask my guests at the end about the five people they put together in a dinner table, five teachers in their lives. Uh-huh. And I feel like you've touched on five uh-huh. teachers here. Uh-huh. Uh, what's that dinner looking like? Who's your guest? Like let's finalize that list. Okay. Well, uh, I, so I'm definitely going to say Father Collins. Unfortunately, he's passed away, but okay. I would love to yeah, be able to bring, bring him, him back to the table. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Ms. Matthews, my teacher in second grade. Yeah. I, I, here's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat on you a little bit. Okay. Oh, I'm going to say Pomeroy Consiglio for sure. Okay. And then the fifth, uh-huh. I'm bringing you to the table. Oh, what? Because what may, people may not know uh-huh. is that we worked together for eight years. Right, we did. And I have never worked with someone who I so clearly identify as a teacher for me. Come on, man. And no, I'm serious, Callie. What you've mm. taught me about the concept of inclusion, mm. how to be an empathetic, culturally competent mm. person. I feel like I learned more mm. working with you at Athenian than I have with any other professional colleague. And I mean that sincerely. Wow. And so I hope you don't mind. I'm doing this man. on a recorded podcast. Yeah, on a recorded podcast. I wanted to, I wanted to throw you for no, a curve man, a little bit here. You got me. But I, I have wow. to say, like, usually when wow. we think of our teachers, we think of our 
when we're the ones in the chairs in the classroom. Wow. But I was still, even in the role at the front of the classroom, felt like I learned so much from you. Yeah, I'm humbled by that. And I think it would wow. be really cool to have you at dinner with some of the people who saw me as a little ADHD second grader. Oh my God. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm humbled by that. Yeah, for um, sure, man. But I mean gracious. that in all sincerity. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I still remember uh, when you came in. Yep. And uh, it's it's still to this day, I tell people my favorite demo lesson of all time. You come yep. in and you colonize the classroom. Yep. And uh, students are going, just doing it. You know, they're like, okay, I guess, I guess you're gonna take our books away. I guess you're gonna take our backpacks. You're gonna, you're gonna take our seats now. And then you're like, well, I just taught you about colonialism. <laughs> and, and, and you know, talk about experiential lesson that lands and talk about a risk Yeah, and taking a risk. But, but students that were like, I would have characterized as jumping off the walls yeah. and couldn't capture, you know, keep their attention. Yeah. They were on you. But you know what I'll yeah. never forget is later in that day, yeah. us sitting outside house nine classroom. That's right. And you saying, you were talking about how with your name, people ask you, who are you? What are you? Right, right, right. And I was just so excited and immediately challenged yeah. at the idea that even before being hired, even as part of my hiring process, mm. we were going to start pushing around identity. What identity means? How do we identify ourselves yeah. and each other? Wow. And so even in that first interaction, <laughs> that's where I was like, this is a guy I'm going to learn from. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because uh, I remember those days fondly, uh -huh. vividly. And uh, I know that 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 part, that phase, that portion of your life is in that book. Oh, totally. Right? And yeah. it's it's like... And I remember the days that you were oh, overwhelmed. Yeah. I remember when it was hitting hard. Yeah, yeah, and and coming out from under it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. we've talked about this uh, a little bit. What your book is is the perfect metaphor for the time we live in, brother. I appreciate that, yeah. and I'm looking forward to talking about that tonight. Yeah, I feel like 12 years ago when Julia got sick. Yeah, the conversations around self care were very quiet and on the sort of hidden in the closet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. thankfully, I feel like. There's a lot more around that. Yeah, yeah. Big time. And so I'm, I'm glad that I can be another voice encouraging people to yeah. take care of themselves as they face their own traumas in their lives yeah. and lean on the people who they love to get through them. Wow. Yeah. Well, Mark, I appreciate you. Me too, Kevin. It's so good to be here. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the podcast. I know that you've said a lot that's going to inspire people. And thanks. my hope is that people start to connect with their former teachers. I hope so too. Uh, teachers feel emboldened to feel like, you know, I can form these relationships with students and to catalyze the learner cool you know on the journey so awesome. i appreciate you thank you you're welcome thanks all for right. having me on all right thank you well you've uh, been our guest today for the whole student podcast um thank you for your story and for your inspiration mark and my hope is that you feel inspired go ahead and find this podcast and wherever you find your podcast and subscribe if you haven't done so already appreciate all of you class dismissed the whole student podcast has been brought to you by duncast Produced by J.D. Scroggin, the Director of Marketing and Communication at the Dunn School, and co-produced by Brandon Scott of Comfort Food. Thank you for joining us.